Welcome to the sermon podcast of Paley Presbyterian Church. The following sermon is by Pastor Becca Bruner. Good morning, everyone. My name is Becca Bruner. I'm one of the co-pastors here. uh, And just want to say again a warm word of welcome to everyone who's here in the room, everyone who's joining us online. And I want to say a really warm word of welcome to Dr. Robert Wafula, who I see is here, who is no small thing to be here today. I know it's been a, a long journey for you, traveling across the world, getting stuck across the world. A lot of things, the Wafula family were so, all of you were here, but I just saw the Wafulas come in and I was very happy. We've been praying for you, Robert, for a long time, so we're so glad you're here. Uh, We are continuing our series this summer, Peaks and Valleys, looking at some of the stories in scripture where God's people encounter God and experience God's presence on the high, high mountaintops and in the very deep and dark valleys and everywhere in between. We're also uh, looking at our own stories, Uh, for it's not just in scripture where people encounter those mountaintops and valleys, we go through them too. That's where the life of faith is lived. We we get those mountaintop experiences that we love and we learn through and grow through those valleys, all of us together. Over the last two weeks, we have traveled with Moses and then Abraham uh, to some literal biblical mountains, uh, literal, but for most of us, probably not familiar, not mountains that we, we know by name, except for when we're reading them on those scripture pages. Today, we're going to go to a, a, not a literal, but a figurative valley. But though it's figurative, it's one that is very, very familiar to all of us. Today, we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We know those words, right? words that are very familiar to us from the 23rd Psalm. Wonder how many of you are like me. Did you memorize this Psalm as a kid? Any of you have this one either as a kid or now? We've heard it so many times, we can, we can say it by heart. And I know for me, in my role, I, I've said it many, many times, not just as a child, but now in hospital rooms or at funerals. Uh, in counseling sessions. These are familiar words that bring so much comfort to us in those difficult times. Uh, But since we all know these words and love these words so well, I want to invite you today uh, that I don't want to just read them for you. I want us to read them together. So the words of the 23rd Psalm are going to be on the screen. I invite you to say them with me. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want... He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, 
my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So part of the fun of this series is that we get to see the ways that the words of Scripture are true. True, not just in a sense that they happened oh so long ago to people somewhere once upon a time, but true in the sense that they happen now to you and me here and now today. So as I told you a couple weeks ago, from time to time in this series, you're going to hear some stories. Two weeks ago, you heard me share several pieces of my own story, and today you get to hear another person's story. And, and those of you who read your email, you know who it is. It's a person who is very, very special to me, someone who I admire, someone who I look up to, someone whom I deeply love, and that someone is my mom. Uh, my mom is actually the first person who came to mind when I, I thought of this series a few months ago. I just, I just kind of knew she would have a good story to tell. And so when I, I pitched the, the concept to her, I called her, not only did she immediately say yes, which she later told me it still scared the living daylights out of her, she still said yes. And then within days, you know, I said, think about it, think about what you want to do, what's, what peak or valley or whatever you'd want to talk about. She said, just she knew it was Psalm 23. That's what God wanted her to tell. How God has met her, how God has carried her through some of her own valleys of the shadow of death. So, thanks to everything we have learned over these past 18 months about how to use iPhones to create kind of cool videos and all of that kind of stuff, uh, when I went out there just about a month ago, I brought all that stuff with me and was able to record a, a video of us having a conversation together. And so it is my privilege now to share with you that video, that conversation, to share with you my mom. So let's listen to what she has to say now. So, hi, Mom. Hi, Becca. Thanks for being with us here today. Um, I know you very well, obviously, but not everyone here does. Could you introduce yourself? Um, tell us your name, your family, some interesting things about you, just things you'd want the church to know. Sure. First of all, I want to say what a pleasure and honor and privilege it is to be with you today. And thank you for asking me to do this. I am really pleased. Um, my name is Debbie Sanders, and I am married to Bob Sanders, who has been a pastor for, gosh, 50 years, and um, has worked in a Presbyterian church for um, all of those 50 years. I have two daughters, one Kristen and Becca. Um, Bob and I met in Princeton, New Jersey while he was attending um, Princeton Seminary and I was attending Westminster Choir College in Princeton. We worked together in a Bible study 
that was on the Princeton University campus and got to be good friends in that Bible study. One thing led to another and we got married and Bob's first parish was in Boulder, Colorado where I got my master's degree in vocal performance. I started teaching voice um, privately in my home studio and then we moved, we had our two daughters and then we moved to Fresno, California where I got a job teaching at a local college, Fresno Pacific College and loved that and I still kept my private studio going. After 10 years in Fresno, we moved to Lake Oswego, which was quite an adventure for you and Kristen. And Dad became the pastor of Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, where he served for 25 years. So I opened my own private studio and um, also taught at a couple of local colleges. And that was great fun. I loved that. Um, and then spent time raising you two. And I think you did a pretty good job. Thank you. If I do say so myself. Yes. So when we uh, developed this idea of this sermon series we're doing this summer, Peaks and Valleys, um, truly the moment I thought of it, the first thing I thought of was I wanted to talk to you and I wanted you to tell your story. Um, you know, the, the idea that the Christian experience is really lived on those peaks, so we do have those mountaintop experiences of God, um, and in the valleys that are, are sometimes more difficult. Um, and I know you have experienced both. When you uh, heard that, when I called you and, and asked you if you would be willing to share your story, what, what were you thinking? What came to mind for you with that? Well, as I reflected on it for a while, um, Psalm 23 came to mind. And it talks about, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And usually when I would reflect on that psalm, I thought it was about people as they approach the end of life and that that's their comfort, and it certainly is. But there have been valleys in my life that have been the shadow of death, that have been well ahead of my own end of life. So that came as a strong um, idea to me. Yeah, the 23rd Psalm really, I know you've said, tells your whole story. Yes, it does. But those dark valleys stand out as, as um, really life-shaping and faith-shaping experiences for you. So, yes. I mean, if you would, just tell us about those experiences. Where have you felt yourself walking through that valley of the shadow of death? Well, there are two um, in my life. The first started when I was very young and um, was undiagnosed. But as I look back on my life, I realize that that was there. Um, and that is that I have a bipolar disorder. And I, that this manic depressive illness that I have had to deal with my entire life has had a profound impact on my life. I'm happy that I have been able to have a career and be able to be an effective pastor's wife in spite of it, but it has been a challenge. Um, 
for most of my life, um, the manic episodes that I would have came about every seven weeks. So it was considered a rapid cycling bipolar disorder. So that I would have to deal with this manic episode every seven weeks in my life. And I was not a happy manic. I was an anxious, um, stressed, unhappy, racing thoughts, Tend to, tending to be controlling of my family, as you can probably remember. But it was definitely a different persona that would take over me and be difficult to deal with in my life. There were three times that the symptoms in me became so strong that I had to be hospitalized. And one was so terrible that <clears throat> I thought I had been abandoned to hell for eternity. And it was so, um, so horrible. And it seemed so infinite that I, I was scared out of my mind. And it was um, an awful experience. I, I remember these experiences of the hospitalizations well. They're like a dream, but a dream you can wake up from and not remember. Um, for me, these experiences are ones that were vivid and would especially come back to me in other times of mania and make, it, make life very difficult. Um, I'm grateful that in the last few years, the symptoms of the manic have lessened and so that I have fewer manic episodes and they're not as strong as they used to be. And that makes life much more manageable for me. But there were times when I was in the manic and then in the depression that followed the manic, especially the hospitalizations when I'd have the hospitalizations, I'd be on such a high that medications and the depression that followed, I really would want to die. I would never want to end my life because of my faith, but I really wanted my life to end. And so that was one of the times that I felt that I was in the valley of the shadow of death. You spoke of more than one valley. Can you tell us about the next? Yes. About eight years ago, um, my husband Bob began having difficulties in his ministry. I noticed that he was taking much longer writing sermons and doing a lot of editing and re-editing and doing a lot of stressing over the sermons. One of his associates noticed that he was much more um, distressed in meetings and having to write down everything in meetings. Um, he began to, began to be much more anxious about his ministry and in 2015 he decided that the ministry was becoming just too stressful for him and he decided to retire, which was a natural decision to make um, at 67. 
but and that was a good good timing for him but shortly after he retired we began to notice some neurological symptoms he had to give up his driver's license he met with a neurologist and a neuropsychologist and they determined that he probably had what is known as Lewy body dementia. And so we began this long road of decline that has characterized this terrible, terrible disease. Four and a half years ago, we moved into this lovely place where we live called the Springs in Lake Oswego and it has care for independent living and assisted living and memory care. And we were able to live for almost a year in independent living until the doctor insisted that it was time that Bob needed to go to memory care. And that's where he has been to this day. Um, I can't describe what a horrible disease this is, what a terrible thing it is to watch your husband decline and really live in the shadow of death for so long and to care and love him as his mind slips away. It has been just um, more than I can bear at times. So in those truly dark and difficult valleys, do you feel like God has been present in those valleys? And, and if so, how? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Psalm 23 starts out with the Lord is my shepherd. And the Lord became my shepherd when I was eight years old. And I had a a really difficult move in my life um, at that, right before that time. I was born in New York City and my family made a move to rural Virginia when I was in second grade. And it was rather shocking. And I was a square peg in a round hole and um, it produced a lot of loneliness in me. And in October of that year, we had a revival at my church, Beaver Dam Baptist Church. And I remember hearing the gospel presented in a way that made sense to me at eight years old. And it presented the love of Jesus in a way that was so beckoning to me. And so I went forward and I received Christ and I, I I felt his presence in a way that was so powerful and real. And I remember it to this day. I, it's one of those peak experiences of my life, is knowing that Jesus loved me and that his, his presence was with me. Um, the psalm goes on to say, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. My life has been filled with experiences of God providing for our needs. 
I know you know that I spent a lot of time stressing about <laughs> whether we'd have enough money to make it or whether, whether ends would meet. But God was always so faithful, and you know that, and you saw how God was faithful in our lives as we um, grew as a family together. But one of the fun examples is that, um, and, and there are so many stories I could tell about this, but just one fun example was when we decided to move here to the Springs, um, we had to make a deposit. And it was a large deposit. And I went to my bank accounts and saw how much there was, and there was exactly the amount of money that we needed to make that deposit. And I just had to laugh, and I said, God, you've done it again. You've provided for us. And there are so many stories like that where God has provided and paved the way and shown his love and mercy towards us. The ending of the psalm is so indicative of my faith, where it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I believe that. I believe that with all my heart, and I believe that for Bob. I know that his future is secure with the Lord. I know that my future is secure with the Lord, and that no matter what valley we have to walk through, that Jesus will be with us, and that our ultimate home is in heaven with the Lord. So I am quite certain that there are people, people that we know and maybe some that we don't know, who when they listen to this message today are going through, walking through their own valley that may feel like or indeed be the valley of the shadow of death. So what, what would you say to that person what encouragement would you give them? What, what's a word of hope that you can offer to them? Um, the thing that gets me through is my daily time with the Lord. Um, what is that verse in Psalm 23 about um, He restores my soul? The Lord restores my soul every day when I spend time alone with Him, and study His Word, pray, just be silent before Him, garner strength for the day. That is the way I cope, because it's like feeding, um, like a shepherd feeding his sheep. I've, I feed on God's Word, and I feed on His Spirit as I pray, um, and that is where I, I get my strength. What two of the great devotionals that have been super helpful to me are written by Sarah Young, and one is Jesus Today, especially if you're going through tough times, Jesus Today is fabulous. And then Jesus Calling is her classic. And I, I use those devotionals every day and, and get so much nourishment from them. So recognizing that you are in that kind of, in the valley a little bit right now with dad, um, 
how can we who are listening to and gaining from your wisdom and being ministered to by you, how can we pray for you? I need prayers for wisdom and strength, for physical health, for the stick to of just keeping on, keeping on. <laughs> um, and I need prayers for Bob. I need prayers that God's Spirit would, would surround Bob and give him peace during this time. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking with me. You're I like welcome. you. <laughs> I like you too. Do I like my mom. <laughs> so you all know, most of you know, that you know my dad's a pastor. He has always been my pastor my whole life. Uh, but in a lot of ways, even still, my mom is the reason I'm a Christian. And my mom is the one who's taught me how to be a Christian. Uh, she's the one who led me to Jesus. I still remember praying with her, I think about when I was six years old. Uh, and she's the one who taught me, just modeling for me, really, what it looks like, what it means to have a living, active relationship with Jesus. I can't remember a day when, uh, when I was growing up, or even now when I go visit, when I don't wake up to see her. She's gotten up before me, and she's sitting down in that chair, spending that time with the Lord. Uh, and witnessing that devotion day after day, year after year, I've learned from my mom to do the same. So as we close, I just, I want to just highlight for you just a few things uh, from what my mom shared for all of us, but especially for those uh, who might be walking through your own valley right now. And, you know, we know, even if you're not today, we all will be one day. Um, the things that got my mom through, that get my mom through, and the things that'll get us through too. First and foremost is that I know, and she has said, you know, that my mom puts her trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That may sound like a trite or shallow thing to say, but it absolutely is not. My mom's faith is deep. It has been tried. It has been tested. And she has found through personal experience that no matter what happens, Jesus is good, Jesus is enough, and Jesus will carry you through. My mom knows that having gone through some of the worst and darkest valleys possible, she knows that Jesus is deeper than any of them. Second, my mom relies on professional help. You heard a reference some time that she spent in the hospital due to her bipolar disorder. And I will tell you that though those experiences were not pleasant, they were necessary. They were necessary to get her medical condition stabilized, just like someone who has a heart condition, sometimes needs to go to the hospital, needs to see doctors, needs to get those medical interventions to, to get their heart working right. My mom needed that, and some of us need that to get our mental health working right. 
And so today she is a happy, healthy, stable person. Thanks be to God for great medications, for good doctors, and for wise therapists. And third, she has those practices that keep her grounded, keep her connected to Jesus. As I said, she prays every day. She reads her Bible every day. She goes to church. She stays connected to her closest Christian community. My mom knows that she can and she will make it through those dark valleys because the Lord is her shepherd. And that Lord is our shepherd too, who leads us who is with us, who will follow us with his goodness and his mercy all the days of our lives. So let's turn to our shepherd together in prayer. God, we thank you that we can trust you, that uh, we are those sheep and you are our shepherd. You know and you see and you understand the world with such greater knowledge and wisdom than we ever could, and you are always looking out for our best. And even when we wander, even when we get lost, even when we walk through the darkest valleys, we are never alone. You are with us. So I do wanna pray especially for those who are walking through a valley today, I pray it for uh, my mom and my dad and every person in this room, every person hearing this message. I pray that you would make your presence known to them in a powerful way. One of the hardest things about those dark valleys, especially when they are brought on by seasons and experiences of mental illness, is we struggle to know that we are not alone. So I pray that you would make your presence known, make your love known, make your peace that passes all human understanding present in each one's heart. Lord, for those of us going through valleys of, of other kinds, of uh, financial insecurity, of one of our own loved ones uh, being sick and their future being uncertain, of loneliness, of our own sicknesses of other kinds. Lord, we pray for your power and your presence, for your healing hand. We pray that you would uh, utilize us, empower us as a church body, Lord. For those of us who right now are doing okay, Thanks be to God and send us out. Give us that strength and that uh, insight and, and those eyes to see the people around us who are hurting. And since we're in a place of health, give us arms to hug, words to help. May we be uh, that, you know, Jesus's presence, uh, the body of Christ. Sometimes we know Jesus is there, but we need a person. Uh, and so give us that ability to be those people for others. Lord, uh, as you have given us a vision as a church to end relational poverty, um, work through us to do it, Lord. Again, give us those eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to break where, where people are lonely, where, where, where people are isolated, where, where just the people are in need of love. 
and empower us to, to do it, Lord, to serve your mission in world-changing ways. All this we ask in the powerful name of Jesus, who taught us when we pray to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.